Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and this is uh, Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast on not living in regret. Well, I am a few days late getting my weekly podcast done, and it's so interesting. Now, those of my regular listeners have probably heard me quote from a meditation book called Journey to the Heart quite regularly, and it's funny because I had a thought today when I opened it. I have not read it in over a week, and it occurred to me that actually I could use this book for years because I never get around to using it every single day. What does that mean? That means that every year the universe can use it to speak to me, and again, it did it today. So here's sort of what happened this week. Now, actually, no, let me go back to the uh, to the, the quote today, and then I'll tell you what happened this week, because they really do align, and I always find it just so amazing. So been in a really good space. Uh, we finally, I live in Vancouver, Canada. We finally had sunshine for the May long weekend. It was the Victoria Day weekend here in Canada. And we have had the worst, wettest spring, I think, in the history of the Lower Mainland. It's been unbelievably, believably depressing. And we haven't had a sunny long weekend in all, over seven years. It always seems that sometimes we get these beautiful springs and we are known for them, quite honestly. And then the May long weekend hits when everyone's, you know, getting their camping gear out and it pours rain for two days. <laughs> it's just like, really? But it happens all the time. So this was not that way. It was stunning. And although we are very late, my husband and I, getting our yards and our gardens cleaned up because we're like over a month behind power washing, I feel like we're still living in February, March with the green and the goo on everything. We just worked our butts off this weekend. Definitely overdid it a little bit. My body's paying for it. His is as well. And he doesn't have fibro. Uh, but we're just so happy with the results. And you know what? As you get older, you realize that no one cares. Your house isn't perfect. So we had an impromptu barbecue Sunday night. And whoever was in the neighborhood, and it was, you know, a wife from one house, a husband from another. It was just kids were all over at tournaments. And we just said, hey, you know what? Come on over. We're throwing barbecues on. The freezer's full of them, and we got to use them up. Bring, bring it on. And then the next day, I had my mom and dad in for, uh, for lunch because the Monday was the holiday. And we hadn't seen them over the Mother's Day long weekend. And my husband just set this gorgeous little sitting area out the back under some umbrellas. And it was just lovely, even though, quite honestly, half of our place is still torn apart. You know, he was in the middle of power washing. It's not done. I haven't done the gardens in the back. But you know what? Nobody cares. They just want to spend some time with you. And at 10 o'clock at night with the fire pit lit Saturday night after we had our dinner and some other friends came and joined us, no one's looking at the weeds in my garden. All they care about is that the tunes are on, they're visiting with friends, they're having a tequila and they're relaxed. That's what matters in life. Those are the things that are important. But I digress. So I just, I just thought I'd quickly open the book to see, you know, what, what God and universe had to say to me today. And sure enough, here's what the little book had to say. Trust that guidance will come. And I'm going to read this a little bit verbatim uh, because she says it so brilliantly. There's no point in me paraphrasing it. Trust and act on the guidance you have now. Some parts of our lives appear like a long paved highway. Now, I know that's kind of how I feel sometimes. There's lots of times in my life where what I see in front of me is just clear as a bell. There's the highway. There's no mountains. There's no curves. You just feel like you're on the flatlands and you can see where you're going. Those times in life are brilliant, you know, and I celebrate them and I'm grateful for them. Unfortunately, that's not always the way of things. But 
she that's how she relates it and it's just like a panoramic view it's all brilliant but then there's other times and that's a little bit where I'm going through right now I have great confidence in where I want to get to and I know I'm on the right path 100% scares me crazily some days and I'm really still not sure what it's going to look like at the end I just know that the change is coming and change was something we've desperately needed. We, I think I mentioned in a prior podcast, we gave our renters upstairs notice and we were finally going to do a modified renovation. We've actually decided not to blow the entire budget and gut the house, but new bathrooms, flooring, paint, the kitchen can be, can be helped. It doesn't really need to be gutted. A new wall put in, a wall taken out. It will change everything. And upstairs is very bright and open and a great entertaining space. So we're very excited about that. And now we've got some friends that are on board and helping us with design and giving me great feedback, changing a few things that just made way more common sense. I love brainstorming. Love it. I loved it. I love it in my work. I just, no man is an island. And I may be considered quite bright and I think I'm fairly intelligent, but that doesn't mean I'm going to think of everything. Okay, other people have great gifts and I just love picking their little brains and, and finding out what they can add to the, to the scenario. But then there's other times, and this is what she says in her book, that we feel like we're driving in the dark with only one headlight on a winding road through the fog. Now, isn't that a great visual? Let me repeat that. We feel like we're driving in the dark with only one headlight on a winding road through the fog. Oh, I'm pretty sure most of you can relate to that once or twice in your life at least. And granted... Yes, that is a little bit how this last year has felt. I made a decision last year, hired the coach, have put some things in place, and things just didn't get to where I wanted them. And I thought, what's going on here? But maybe the timing just wasn't quite right. The decision was right. I had the right team around me, but I just wasn't getting to where I wanted to be. And I tell you, a few months back, it just seemed to get foggier and foggier. And I was thinking, what's going on here? Things are just getting very clear right now. So don't worry that you can't see more than a few feet ahead of you. If you only have a glimmer of light to guide your path, just slow down. Listen to your heart. Guidance will come. And trust in what you hear. Do the small thing. Take the one step. Go as far you, as you can see. Now, that is where I wanted to touch base on what happened this last couple of days. So I have a very dear friend. I've known Brent in Georgia for years. She used to work for me. Years ago when I was uh, uh, managing at a client's where that I was there three days a week and I actually had a management role even though I wasn't there completely full time. I was later in my career but for a while they were simply a client but a very in-depth one and that's how I met them. I attended their wedding. I've seen all three of their children married and I have looked at their finances and their taxes for a number of years because Brent has always had a side business. He has always been a fantastic director of marketing working in both the fitness industry and the hot tub industry. He is, he's just, he's done all my logoing over the years, um, my business cards. He's just quite creative and brilliant. And I'm very attracted to people like that because I am so analytical, you know, I am, you know, very the other side of my brain thinker. And, uh, I just love being around creative people because they inspire me. I love art. I love music. I love those things, but I can't create it. I'm one of those people that has to appreciate it. Whereas if you have a problem that needs a more of an analytical solution, I usually am a very big outside the box thinker and can find some answer to that. And again, back to the brainstorming, I don't need to know it all or figure it all out. I will find the people that can help me find the answer. That's more how I'm wired. Anyways, him and I have been trying to get together for two months now. 
he has purchased a new business with a partner and he had something else going on. He had sort of wound down his visual concepts. He had a little, um, what was it, that little, little creative business on the side. Like I said, he did all my logoing. And we finally connected yesterday. It wasn't in person. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks, but we on the phone. And he's got a whole new endeavor going. And I laughed because it's exactly what I need and he needed me. So he has decided this business is, he's going to take it somewhere. He is developing websites. Well, I desperately need a website. And, you know, as much as I love Bluehost and they're wonderful and they look after my podcast and everything, my website, as any of you that has tried to search me, and I've been talking about this for a few months, is crap. It is just a parking spot for the podcast um, episodes and I really need that to have a number of things in it. I need the coulda, woulda, shoulda to go to the podcast area. I need the Living Well with Shell to go straight to all the products that we carry, allow you to purchase, pay for things in a secure website, link to PayPal, blah, blah, blah. And I need the new domains of the 135 rule with the new coaching um, platform. And that ebook will be given to all of you that have registered on the Coulda Woulda website. I, I, that is what is going to come to you once that is fully developed. And that will be my free gift to you. So uh, these are things that have just are, I know what I need and what I want. And it's just been, what do I do next? And I really have just been kind of too busy to deal with it. Thinking about costs, putting together budgets. And then him and I get on the phone. He needs QuickBooks online all set up. I'm like, hey, you, I had a client cancel today. Give me two hours. I'll have that done for you. He is already inputting his data. He's like, oh my goodness, should have called you four months ago. Yep, he probably should have, but you know what? I was too busy to help him then. Right now, the timing is perfect. So you see how the fog clears? And so I'm like, well, then I'm not going to go to an outside source for my pot, for my website. He goes, oh yeah, no, no. Like everything else, I look after that for you, Shelly. Well, do you know what? It's like this weight got lifted off me. I trust him explicitly. And by the way, if you are looking for this type of work, doesn't matter where you are in North America, his website is bigfishcreative. I'm pretty sure it's CA, but you can try .com. Bigfishcreative.ca, I think is what it is. I really should have checked that first. Or .com. Uh, try both, but Big Fish Creative and his website's brilliant. So it's been interesting because over the years of my bookkeeping career, I've worked for a number of graphic artists. For some reason, I seem to have, have attracted those style of clients in my life. Maybe it's just word of mouth. And so, you know, someone else says, hey, I've got a bookkeeper. You might want to try her. Not really sure, but I seem to have had a lot of them in my life. And so it's sort of an area that I'm quite familiar how the process works. And I've watched the technology change over the years. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have sort of seen, you know, what trends and how people manage websites a little differently. And of course, once the mobile devices all came, everything had to be changed. You couldn't have these massive websites that had data, you know, in the terabytes downloading. I hope I've got that one right. Uh, it used to be megabytes, but now I believe everything's in terabytes. Like, it's just huge. And so everything had to be kind of changed and streamlined. So it's been very interesting over the past 25 years to watch how that all changes. And his new website, just it was just quite breathtaking. And I thought, this is really neat. It's very eye-catching. And there's a lot of stuff out there. We are inundated constantly with media and advertising and Facebook and Instagram. I mean, it just goes on and on. So you really have to have something that branding may not be the number one necessity in a business. You know, your brand is, it's not your amigo. Your business is your friend, not your brand. But at the same token, having a visual identity is very important. And in certain types of work in certain places, websites are very important. In fact, I was actually at my hairdresser this morning 
And I'm going to interview her actually in the next few weeks. She uh, is a wonderful colorist and does a lot of training and some kind of unique stuff. She's, a, she's again, a very outside-the-box thinker. She's not just some chick that cuts hair. She is an innovator and a trainer, and she's quite an amazing woman, and she's my neighbor and good friend. And she does a fantastic job on my hair, and she's a, one of those people that understands clientele. And this is true for any business, but I'm going to use her as an example. I am a redhead by nature, and I am graying. And I am a girly girl that likes to fuss. I have no problem with the makeup every morning and the lipstick and the eyeshadow. You know, I'm, that's how I roll. I don't run out of the house barefaced. It just doesn't happen. Same token, I'm not spending two hours getting that done, okay? God may have not blessed me with that beautiful roll out of bed, clear skin, peaches and cream. I'm freckly. I, am, <laughs> I'm, I have hormonal acne. It just is what it is. But I certainly know how to deal with it. But I'm looking for ease. She knows this about me. She knows as a client, do not solid color my hair while I, where I have roots every six months because I will kill you. I seriously, I will just, eh, don't do that to me. I wear my hair up every second day. Now, I realize if you're a guy and you're listening to this, you're like, what? I need you to think outside the box and think about something in your life. Maybe it's how your car gets serviced or you know some, some other service industry. The point I'm making is how important it is to have your suppliers understand your need as a customer and your customers understand what you're willing to offer as a supplier, okay? It's such a silly thing, but I, I, she used me as a model last year for something, I, and I'm actually going to take my hair, much to my husband's chagrin, and chop it off in two weeks because she needed a training, uh, training models in two weeks. And I'm using this new product. I'm totally on a segue here. I apologize. Called Monet, Monat or Monet. It's, it's a hair growth product. And my hair's growing like a stinkweed. And I have a fast growing hair anyway. So I'm like, sure, cut it off. My husband's like, don't you dare. I'm like, oh, babe, it'll grow back by August. So I'm going to let her chop it right off and, and, uh, and use before and after. But do not do anything to me that I have to maintain every six months. I see my hairdresser up to every three months, like 12 weeks, 10 to 12 weeks. That's when I see my hairdresser, okay? She does not see me every six weeks. I have neither the time, the money, or the inclination to be that high maintenance. I'm high maintenance in other areas, but not that. So you see what I mean? She's very clear. So she was using me this one time as, as an example. She was training someone that was coming into the industry, back into the industry, actually. And... Uh, she said, I want you to look through Shelly's hair and I want you to make some suggestions. So the lady's going through picking my hair up and says, this is very interesting. She has almost no roots and this is a great grow out pattern. So she let her fumble around a little bit, but she wasn't asking me questions. So finally, Michelle stepped in and with she's training and says, no, no, no. These are the questions you need to ask. Shelly is a very particular hair customer. Okay. And she explained to her what I will and will not tolerate, how specific I am. I wear my hair up every second day. So don't get it all weird and stringy and so layered out and so short that I can't, you know, I don't want to wash my hair every day and style it every, I don't have that kind of time and, uh, and stuff like that there. And it was very interesting because she noticed it right away. She says, she doesn't have any lines in her hair where you're doing coloring under the roots at the back where my hair's lifted. I don't want anything growing out down there. I want my natural color. It may just be boring, but it's at the back. I don't care. The fun's in the front, okay? And she understands that, okay? So this is what I'm, I'm talking about with understanding clients and, and supplier. Know who you are, 
what you're offering and know the other side of that equation. So anyways, uh, that's enough about that. Back to the, the guidance. So there are times when you are just feeling like you are on that road in the fog with one headlight. I think there was a song by the Wallflowers years ago in the 80s or 90s, the 90s, driving with one headlight. And I have really felt that way a lot this spring. And yet one phone call yesterday, I supplied someone with their need and they are about to supply me with my need. And that one bit of unknown. So even though I had clients that worked in this industry all these years, I still wasn't sure whether I wanted to go out and spend, you know, drop two to $5,000 on some fancy website, whether the return of investment is, was what I was looking for, whether they would understand my vision. Well, you know what? The second Brent said that, Hey, I'm back. You know, I've opened a company, big fish, creative consulting. This is what I'm doing. I just heaved a sigh of relief because the other thing, as much as I, and I know I've mentioned this a few times and getting rid of a lot of the bookkeeping stuff and, and focusing more on my health and wellness business and my coaching business, I don't mind doing the books for clients that I've known for a long time. There's a couple of things that make that easy for me. One, I've known them a long time. I know their habits. So sometimes I struggle with my memory, with my fibromyalgia. And taking on a bunch of small clients where they are like little shoebox clients and they kind of want you to babysit them and they're only like 100, 100, 200 bucks a month and you're trying to keep track of a dozen small businesses, that is very anxiety ridden for me now. That is not something that I'm good at and I'm much more big picture, large stroke and I like making people independent. Let me set you up, let me train you, let me manage and oversee and you do your day-to-day -day entry. And he is that person, he wants to be hands-on. And I realized again, good friend, Noah's habits, my memory works just fine because it's the short-term memory that I struggle with because I've been with him for years. I know his bad habits, his good habits, and I know how he likes things. So this is just a gift that I'm going to be able to help him in his new endeavor. It's exciting for me because I'm excited when people have got new stuff on the go. And it's actually kind of one of the reasons he always likes to check in with me and just share what he's up to. We've been doing this together as friends for years. Hey, Shelly, here's what I've got going on, on now. Let me tell you, what, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Give me some advice. Give me some feedback. That is very exciting. And I trust that you have people in your life like that, that can inspire you in business, that promote your dreaming. There was a really neat thing on Facebook this morning by, you know, some girlfriend that posted it. I think it was something to do with our age that we do reach a certain place in life, but it's about surrounding yourself with the positive people. Because if you are constantly surrounded with the negative and the ne'er-doers and the criticizers and the people that are getting nowhere in their life and just want to drag you down with them, there's an old saying being taught by, I think the, I think even, um, oh, isn't that terrible? Who's the, the big guru from the 80s that they walk on coals, the big public speaker? His name is right in my head. But I even believe the, the wealthy barber talks about this. You will earn the same types of money and have the same life as the five or ten closest people in your life. That They've done a psych, psychological test on this. They've watched research. And so if you are always surrounding yourself with people that have poverty mentality, who are negative, who are not uplifting or seeing the world for what it could be, you're going to get sucked into that, especially, let's say by nature, you have a bit of that negativity. Now, here's a little segue and example. When I was in my early 20s, I am very grateful in my 20s for two boyfriends that I dated because both of them were very kind, people that came from very supportive, 
um, respectful families. Now, I have a great family, but we can be a little bit uh, left of center. And no offense, but my mom and my family can be very sarcastic and quite demeaning at times. And this isn't just me. Anyone that meets our family kind of says, even gentlemen I've dated, my own husband is like, whoa, you ladies in that family, your mouths. And it's very true. Well, the problem is that's learned behavior. So why I'm saying I'm grateful is dating someone that actually looked at me. I didn't think I was being mean. I certainly didn't mean to be, but the mouth went in gear before the brain went in gear. And quite often, just out of habit, I was kind of sarcastic and snotty. <laughs> and it was a habit I broke very quickly in my 20s. Thank heavens. Because it only sort of seemed to emerge when I kind of got into my early 20s and was starting to have relationships. Even friends that have known me since I was six or seven, they didn't notice that trait in me when I was a young child. In fact, most people said, you know, you were usually happy and quite upbeat and things like that. But for some reason, I don't know what the trigger was, whether it's how I, I watched how my parents talk. Now, my parents are quite loving to each other, but they're still, my mom can't help it. She opens her mouth and sarcasm comes out. Well, and her sister was a little bit the same way, and so was my grandmother. So you know what? That's what I witnessed. And that's how I learned and I heard people talk to each other. Well, when you go out into the world and you meet other adults and people now you're having more intimate relationships with and the fact that you're spending serious amounts of time with them, you're dating them, you know, you're sharing your life and your secrets. Well, those people in your life are looking for your support and your encouragement. And if your natural default is snippy snappy, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. It doesn't matter how loving or whatever you are, you're putting out a message that's not supportive. And all I can say is I was just very grateful for these two gentlemen. Um, my good friend, Will, we dated for a while when my son was very young. He was just the best. And my friend, Dan, I remember him looking at me once and we were good friends for years, even though we only dated for two. He once said to me very early in a relationship, who do you think you're speaking to? And I stopped, we're standing making dinner in his, in his apartment one day and I said, pardon me? He says, who do you think you're speaking to? He cared very much for me. And we had a very, uh, we were very dear friends as well as a relationship and that, and we were friends first. And it was just, I looked at him and I said, what did I say? And he repeated it back to me in the same tone that I used. And I thought, oh, I did not mean that. And it was a practice. Will and Dan, and someone asked me the other day, do you change people's names when you tell stories? I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> Those are their names. These men, through relationships and friendships, taught me to speak respectfully and show care and concern and not default. And it's funny because my husband of 17 years now, Sometimes when I get snippy, he has a nickname for me and it kind of refers to my family. And he's like, oh, really? And I look at him and I go, oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't even realize I'm doing it. So those are learned behaviors. So surrounding yourself with people that, I know I was segued here, but I'm going to come back to it. It's back to surrounding yourself with people that are positive and nurturing. I actually got rid of a girlfriend once that I could not handle how rude she was to just wait staff and people in the Safeway lineup. I didn't care how loyal she was to me. Loyalty was absolutely one of her best traits. Whatever, I actually had trouble. I could not maintain that friendship, seeing someone treat someone else so disrespectfully all of the time. And quite honestly, I don't think she even realized she was doing it because she was actually married, eventually married a, an absolutely wonderful, loving man. And I thought, does he not see that in her? Or maybe he calms that down. 
I didn't know, but as a friend, I really struggled with that. I struggled with that negativity and that snippiness all the time. So I was very grateful that young in life, that little habit was broken quite quickly. So no, to tie this together, who you surround yourself with, what you're trying to achieve in your life, and back to the waiting for the guidance to come, trust and act on the guidance. And you're not going to see the guidance always necessarily if you're surrounding yourself with those that you don't want in your life. If you have a lot of friends and family and coworkers or in jobs or have clients even that are constantly the opposite of what you're trying to attract into your life, I need you to take that step back. This is a little bit like the one, three, five rule, which I'll be working on that and developing more for you to say, how is this affecting my life? Three steps back. If I let this go, what past might open to me? The guidance is out there. You have it now. You'll have it when you move forward. You simply need to trust in it. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.